you ask, what is a purpose? So a purpose is the reason for which something is done or created for which or for which something exists. Hallelujah. So we as individuals, regardless of your background, regardless of your family name, regardless of where you've been or where you are on a social ladder or the socioeconomic scale, there is a purpose for your life. Hallelujah. And God created us all for a purpose. Amen? Are you here with me this morning? We all have been created by God for a purpose. God does not just mass produce us. He purposely created you as, an, as a unique individual with a unique purpose in mind for your life. Hallelujah. So God did not just charm us out mass production, on a mass production line. Each individual was created with a purpose in mind. Hallelujah. And there is a purpose in mind for which God made you, for which you are existing, and for which you are here, for which you woke up this morning. Amen. Amen? In some cases, we have identical twins who look so much alike that it is even difficult to tell them apart most of the time. However, even in that, those circumstances, there are certain characteristics or traits or habits that set them apart. Amen. So that just tells you God is very much purposely and he's very deliberate in how he created each and individual that he brings on this earth. Amen. So we all, sometimes, we count ourselves as a group. We count ourselves as a church. We count ourselves as a family. But within that family, within that group, there is a unique characteristics and traits and purposes for which God placed you in that group. Amen. Amen. So at, at times, we tend to dismiss our importance wherever we find ourselves, and we tend to think, oh, I'm just, I just want to blend in. I just want to be one of the people. But you are losing why God placed you on earth or why God placed you in that particular arena or in group, that group because there is a specific purpose for which you are here today. There is a specific purpose for which you are a member of PIWC. There is a reason why you are here. So don't just go with the flow. Find your purpose, find your reason, and keep the focus on that purpose. Hallelujah. Amen? So there is a specific purpose for life. And there is a need for which God created you. There is a need for which God made you, place you in your family. There is a need for which God placed you in your school, that particular class, or in that particular group, so you can meet those needs. Hallelujah. In your community, in your home, and in your family. Amen. Let's take our first scripture reading from 2 Timothy, the verse 1. I mean, the chapter 1, the verse 9. 2 Timothy 1, 9. And it reads, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. Hallelujah. So, there is a purpose. Amen. There is a purpose for every single individual. There is a purpose for every single one of us here. 
whether you go to Central, whether you're a member of PIWC, I just want you to realize that you are not just here by accident. You just didn't pop up in your family by accident. There is a purpose for your life. Hallelujah. God called us with a purpose. Hallelujah. So in our spiritual lives, there is a purpose for which God called us. If it wasn't for that, we would never have come to the knowledge of God. But you have come to the knowledge of God because there is a purpose for your life. Amen. Amen. And that purpose, as we find, as we go along, we talk about, is grounded in grace. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in your workplace, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you find yourself, you know, we, from where we came from, we tend to have this notion that, you know, wherever I find myself, just the little I'll eat, that's all. Hallelujah. But I, we need to think beyond that to create or make an impact everywhere we go, regardless of what capacity we find ourselves in. Hallelujah. We just shouldn't just blend in, go with the flow. We need to make a positive impact everywhere we go. In our workplaces, in our schools, in our families. Hallelujah. You should be that guy, even though you are not the richest guy in the family, you should be the guy when things go so wrong, they say, you know what? Let's call him. Maybe he might have the answer. Let's call her. Maybe she might have the answer. Hallelujah. Make an impact. Hallelujah. Because there is a purpose for your life. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? So God saved us, brought us into his saving grace for a purpose. Amen. So before you were born or became conscious of self, before you were born or became conscious of self, or to even do any deeds, there were two major things that would work for your life from God. One is purpose. Two is grace. Hallelujah. Because we were called, hallelujah, deliberately created, called into his grace. He said, before the beginning of the ages, hallelujah. Before the beginning of the ages, in the scripture we just read, before the beginning of the ages, you were called. There was a purpose for your life, hallelujah. So, I believe God knows exactly the combination of DNAs that he needs to make you who you are. Hallelujah. God knows exactly the household you should be born in to be who you are for that purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. And the scripture says this. I'm not saying it. Amen. It said before we were born, before the beginning of time, there was purpose and grace for our lives. Hallelujah. So when you get to a point where you feel like, I'm just nothing. Let me just throw it all away. Or if you're a student or a youth here listening to me, and it gets to that point where you think, oh, life is not even worth living anymore. You feel like, oh, I, I shouldn't even be alive. Look at my family. Look at my background. I am reminding you this morning that the scripture says, before the beginning of time, God has purpose and grace for your life. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. There is purpose and grace before you were even born. Amen. And God knows exactly where you should be born, what the type of DNA combination that you need to be who you are. Hallelujah. Amen. So we should not look at others. We should stop the comparison. We should 
stop the competition, it is okay at times to see how others are thriving and push yourself to thrive, but we should not compare ourselves, we should not put ourselves on the same scale because God has different purposes and different intentions for our lives. Hallelujah. Amen? No matter where you fall on the social ladder or where you stand economically or your academic achievements, God has called you and he has created you for a purpose, according to the scripture. His calling and purpose for your life is rooted and grounded in grace. Hallelujah. The grace we receive through Jesus Christ, we seen in a passage we just read. Example. So let me give an example. Let's see our lives. Those of us who understand a little bit about electricals or how wiring works. Hallelujah. When electricians wire a home or a gadget, there are three wires. One is a life wire, one is a neutral, and one is a grounding. Hallelujah. So they can run the life and neutral perfectly. If the grounding, if that system is not grounded properly, there will be no flow of electricity. That's why you see three wires each time you pull a wire. Hallelujah. Amen? So God has purpose for your life. The grace of God through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Makes you who you are. But the grounding in the purpose, hallelujah, and your calling is rooted and grounded on grace. Hallelujah. So you have the purpose for your calling. You have God's, uh, what do you call it, uh, grace on one side in the middle. So the purpose for your calling and why God called you and everything else that leads into it fits into Grace, hallelujah. Amen? Amen. So we as believers should make sure we are rooted and grounded in the grace of God in order to understand and see the calling and purpose of our lives. Calling, purpose, grace. Hallelujah. Amen? So we should definitely be rooted and grounded in grace and everything else will make sense. Hallelujah. Amen? At times we try to figure out what our purpose on earth is by trying different things to see what works or what fits. This leads us to become spiritual wanderers in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen? In spiritually, we become wanderers. We really, we are just all over the place. And in our lives, in our real life and careers, we become jacks of all trades. Hallelujah. Because we are just trying everything. You hear they say, oh, this is what works, you jump into it. You hear they say, that's what works, you jump into it. You hear they say, oh, as my is doing this, that's what you want to do. Hallelujah. We need to go back to grace and find our own purposes. Hallelujah. Amen. So we, and even in Christ, spiritual, with your spiritual life, you hear they said this person has become a prophet. You want to be a prophet. You hear they said that person is an evangelist. That's what you want to be. Hallelujah. God created you purposely for a reason, for a purpose. Hallelujah. And you have your unique reason why you are called. Amen. So you need to go back to grace. Go back to create the creator and find your purpose and keep your focus on that purpose. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? So, if you want to know the purpose of your life, the answer is not 
in any self-help books or from any philosopher. Or, nor can any prophet tell you what your purpose on earth should be or is. Hallelujah. The only one with that answer is the creator, the one who created you. Hallelujah. He has the answer. He created you and he knows why you should he knows why he created you. So first important thing is to stay in grace. Hallelujah. Secondly, you should consult God for what your purpose is or what you sh it should be in any given season of your life. Hallelujah. Because, for instance, as the seasons change in our lives, our purposes change as well. Hallelujah. For instance, a man who is in his 60 years old, a man or a man who is 70 years old, wouldn't have the same purpose as a man who is 20 years old. Hallelujah. Because at a 20, 25, you are now beginning to figure out how to raise a family. You are beginning to figure out how to take care of that family and how to save for retirement. Hallelujah. Now, a man who is 70 years old have been through that stage. They are 70. They are probably retired and their purpose is completely different. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, as you go through the seasons of life, we need to always recalibrate. We need to always rethink. We need to always go back into grace and see what our purpose is for each season as we go along. Hallelujah. Because your purpose and calling when you were 20 might not be the same as when you were 80. Amen. Now, the reason why it is very important that we as individuals focus on our calling, our purpose individually, is because God called people to do different things at different times and different ages. Hallelujah. Now, somebody like Joseph saw his calling that he's going to be a great man when he was only 17 years old. Amen? Moses took off as a fugitive from Egypt and his actual calling and purpose didn't happen until he was 80 when God revealed himself to him. So you can see God used these people at different stages for different purposes. Hallelujah. So we as believers always need to go back into grace and see what our purpose is each season as we go along. Hallelujah. So that we, are not, we don't become spiritual wanderers and we don't bump our heads into everything that is in a way Hallelujah. So we can actually find our way. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? In our everyday life, let's just imagine if all of us or majority of us are medical doctors, lawyers, or MBA stars. Let's just cast a world where we are all, majority of us, MDs, lawyers, NFL stars, quarterbacks that are very well known. We are all one of those. Hallelujah. Let's just see what kind of world would that be. Hallelujah. Who delivers your Amazon package? Hallelujah. There is a purpose for every single life. Hallelujah. Amen. So, who delivers your Amazon package? On garbage day, when you wheel your garbage and put it on the sidewalk, who empties it? Hallelujah. Let's just say we are all NBA stars, NFL stars, uh, MDs and big time law firm uh, partners. Hallelujah. So God 
in his own wisdom, created us differently, places different places for a reason. Hallelujah. Amen? Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? So you can see there is a purpose for everyone or everything God created under the sun. Now, I have a young cousin who lives in the Bronx. During COVID, during the COVID lockdown, she called Jemima and they were talking. And she tells Jemima, look, I'm an essential worker. Hallelujah. (laughs) Because everything is shut down. She is 16 years old. She got her first job at a food pantry. And because of what they do at a food pantry, she gets to go to work and she got a label, essential worker, and she loves it. Hallelujah. (laughs) So she called your mama and said, I'm essential worker. I get to go to work. Hallelujah. Where do you work? At a food pantry. Hallelujah. So even during the midst of the lockdown, when people are not allowed to go to work, Somebody who, a 16-year-old who works at a food pantry to hand food to hungry families is labeled an essential worker and she's allowed to go to work. Hallelujah. Now, we might overlook that and say, oh, that's nothing. That's just a 16-year-old. But you see, the importance, that's where actually this essential worker label actually means something. Hallelujah. The important work she was doing at the time by going to the food pantry when the place opened, family showed up and they gave them food was very essential. But most of us, I don't think anybody uh, gets up in the morning, any young person gets up in the morning and says, I want to grow up and work in a food pantry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't think any young man or young woman wakes up one day in their youth and says, you know, I want to grow up and be the garbage man who makes sure our streets are clean. But along the way, along, as the seasons change, this is where these individuals f- find themselves. This is where they are placed to do that essential work of making the world go along. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. There was a time during the civil rights movement where garbage workers who were predominantly black went on strike. Amen? And they said, we are not collecting your trash any longer. And according to history and uh, the stories, Tennessee, uh, there was so much trash on the street because the trash collectors who were overlooked, who who, who nobody really pays attention to, decided we we want some attention. And they said, "We we are on strike. Hallelujah. So this morning, I just want to encourage you. You have a purpose. It doesn't matter what you are doing right now. At this season, this moment, what you are doing is where God wants you to be. Live up to your purpose. Create an impact. Hallelujah. Amen? Because you just don't know what the, when the seasons change where you will find yourself. Amen? So spiritually, we tend to overlook certain people also in our midst, in the house of God. But this morning, I just want to let you know, whether you are on a pulpit preaching, whether you are the one that comes to help make sure the doors are open and the lights are turned on, if you are the one that makes sure the place is vacuumed and the seats are arranged properly, just know that there is a purpose for your being here and there is a purpose for your calling. Hallelujah. 
If God gives you what it takes to stand up and preach, praise the Lord. Do it. If God gives you what it takes to just come to church every day and shake somebody's hands and smile and let them know it's going to be okay, keep doing what you are doing. Hallelujah. Amen? Because there is a purpose for every single life. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Are we falling asleep this morning? So, spiritually, we need to encourage one another when we find whatever we do, we need to do with zeal and diligence. And the scripture says it in Colossians chapter 3, the verse 23. And we can read it quickly. Colossians 3, 23. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for man. Hallelujah. So that's the scripture. That's what the scripture is saying. It says, whatever we do, do, work at it. Just do it with your whole heart. Do it diligently. Do it with zeal. Like you are working for God and not for men. Hallelujah. So if you are a people's greeter at Walmart, when somebody walks in and that's what you are doing in this season, greet them with enthusiasm. Greet them with... Uh, so when the day you are, not, you are not there, somebody will look and say, where is that guy? Or where is that lady? Hallelujah. Amen. And when you find yourself in that capacity, do it like you are doing it for God. So when you are no longer there, people will know, yes, you are not there because your impact is gone. Hallelujah. Amen. That's how some people start as janitors and they become CEOs. Hallelujah. Because wherever they find themselves, they do whatever they are doing with diligence. They do it with zeal. Hallelujah. And I know some of us, when we came into this country, we got certain jobs because, and we, we didn't do it with our whole heart, with diligence, because, oh, I'm not staying at this workplace so long. This, you know, this is not what I intend to do. Hallelujah. And before you know it, five years, ten years, and you are still there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, can't, we say, no, that's not what I intend to do. That's not, you know, when I was in Ghana, I was an accountant. And here, look at what I'm doing. You know, you are looking down on where you are yourself. But in that season, at that particular time, God placed you there for a purpose. Make an impact. Hallelujah. Amen? Make an impact. Look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, make an impact. Louder. Make an impact. Hallelujah. Amen? Some of us even take that um, mediocrity into how we help and support our families. I'm not talking about the extended family. I'm talking about a nuclear family. Hallelujah. You see the children, you approach them, you say, hey, you try to correct them to do something once or twice. They don't want to listen. Well, hey, that's your problem. Hallelujah. You don't want to listen? That's your problem. No, God placed you there to make sure, even if they don't listen, on, for the 100th time, go 101 to make sure you remind them of what they need to be doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't just give up easily. Hallelujah. Amen. Make an impact. Hallelujah. Wherever you find yourself. Because God called you for a purpose. Amen. Amen. So, Another important thing we should be mindful of is focus. 
So now you find yourself in a position where you know, okay, I need to do this. This is who I am. This is the purpose God has given me. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. Uh, I'm a customer service rep. I'm a CNA. You don't go abuse your parents, your, your, your patients. You don't go and, you know, hit them with a wet towel because nobody's looking. Hallelujah. Because that patient is just too mouthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's where God found you. That's where God placed you at that. Make an impact. Hallelujah. A positive impact. Amen. Amen. Wherever you find yourself, make a positive impact. Because as you make positive impact, that's how dream jobs come out of. That's how dreams and prayers are answered. Because like the scripture says, Jesus gave a parable of a man who was traveling. And he gave talents to five talents, four talents, three. And he gave one, to, one talent to one of the guys. And he said, what am I supposed to do with this? And dug a hole and hid it. Hallelujah. Today, if you are the one holding that one talent, do something with that one talent. Don't look at the, one, the, the guy with the five talents. Don't look at the guy with the four talents. If you are the one with that one talent, do something with that one talent. Don't dig a hole and hide it. Amen. Because at times, yes, we found ourselves in a position where we are the ones with the one talent. Amen? And the question is, what do you do with that one talent? Do you dig a hole and hide it because it's not enough? Or do you run with that one talent? Amen? And this is why some of us, especially in this country, can't save money. Because we think my pay is so small and there is not much to save. Amen? But remember, seeds are not big. Hallelujah. Seeds are very tiny. And it takes that tiny seed to bring up a big old fruit or a bounty harvest. Hallelujah. So wherever you find yourself, how much you are earning, don't just look down and say, okay, ah, what I'm earning is not worth saving. I can save anything. If you can, after you budget properly, after you Pay your bills, even if it is $5, save it. Hallelujah. Because seeds don't come big. Amen. Seeds are always very small. Amen. And that small seed is what you plant and it becomes more. So wherever you find yourself, what end you find yourself, whether you are the one holding the five talents, or you are the one holding two talents, or you are the one holding just one talent, make something of that talent you have. Hallelujah. Amen. So our youth, those, if you are the one, if, if you find yourself just singing back up, and you are not leading, sing that back up with enthusiasm. Sing that back up with zeal. Sing it like you mean it. Sing it like you are doing it for God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because the purpose of your life and wherever God places you, you need to, because when you work with that one talent, then the master will be willing and ready to give you another talent. Hallelujah. But when you hide that talent, dug a hole and hide it, the master is not going to give you another talent. Amen? The master is not going to add on to what you hid. 
Amen? He's only going to give you what you are using. So no matter how small it is, no matter how mega you think, where you find yourself, either in a church, at your workplace, at your school, do it with diligence, do it with zeal. Hallelujah. Amen? So we also, another important part is when we find our purpose, we find where we are, we need to be very mindful of being focused on that purpose. We cannot achieve a purpose-driven life without being focused. If we find our calling and purpose, our spiritual life, or in our careers, we need to be focused on the, that purpose to accomplish the goal set before us. For example, if you are a student and you are very good at the subjects matter you chose as your major, you still need to attend classes, attend in your assignments, and be able to pass those classes. Hallelujah. So let's say you are a student and you say, well, I'm a history major, and you are very good at it. You just cannot focus on the things that makes you a history major. Hallelujah. So as a student, and you are very good at being a history major, you still have to attend classes. When the professor wants assignments, then you still have to turn in your assignments. You just, when there, are, there is time for class, you can't just hide in your closet and be praying for world peace because I already found my purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. Your focus has to be on what the purpose is. Amen. Amen. When it's time to be turning your assignments, you have to prepare it and turn it in. You just can't go evangelism, evangelizing and say, oh yeah, I know what my purpose is. I'm a history major and that's it. Hallelujah. It doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. So wherever you find yourself, we need to have focus on our purpose. Amen. Great people who have accomplished much were people of focus. And our Lord Jesus is our prime example. During his ministry on earth, Jesus always reminds people and himself of why the Son of Man came or the Son of God came. 31 times in the Bible, Jesus will say, the Son of Man came for this purpose, the Son of Man came for that purpose, or the Son of Man came to preach. Hallelujah. He reminded people around him and himself his purpose on earth. And when you go through the Bible, he did that 31 times during his ministry. Amen? And this is the Son of God. This is a perfect example that uh, scripture says we should follow. Even he keeps himself grounded by reminding himself what his purpose is on earth. Amen. Amen. So it tells us that focus is very, very important. Focus is very, very essential in staying in, in sync with your purpose. Amen. Focus is very, very important. So let's read a scripture, and that will probably be one of my final scriptures as our time is fast spent. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. It said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles, and let us, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. That's the verse 1, verse 2. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, 
who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning Isham, and sat down on the right-hand side of the Father, of, the, of God. Hallelujah. So, the scripture we are reading here now, what this scripture tells me, the verse one, it said, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. So there is a race marked out for every single one of us. Hallelujah. There is a purpose. Amen. I just want to bring your mind back to that purpose, that there is a purpose for every single one of us. And there is a race, according to the scriptures, marked out for every single one of us. So I can't run a Danotis race for him. A Danotis can't run my race for me. Hallelujah. I can't run Eldotin's race or Auntie Gloria's race. Hallelujah. Because we all have a race marked for us with your name on it. Amen? So you can... Go around and watch other people run their race. You can try to run other people's race. There is a race with your name on it. Amen. So the earlier, the better it is to focus on your own race. Hallelujah. And I believe if most of us focus on our own race, gossiping wouldn't be an issue in the church. Hallelujah. Because I'm focused on my race. Amen. Amen. Paul said there is a the scripture said there is a race marked for every single one of us. And how do you run that race? Focus. Hallelujah. And we should put aside all the distractions. Hallelujah. He said, she said, this happened. This person did this. This person stomped on my toe. We should put aside all those distractions and focus on the race set before us. Hallelujah. So when you find your purpose, when you find that race that you are supposed to be racing, Scripture says, run it. Hallelujah. Run it with a focus because that's the race with your name on it. Hallelujah. At times, we tend to make our own life so miserable, our own life so, so miserable because we tend to watch everybody else's life. Amen? We cannot run the race that's set before us because... We are busy watching everybody else run their race. Hallelujah. Amen? But the scripture says we should focus on our own race because there is a race marked out for every single one of us. Hallelujah. It is my prayer this morning that I wouldn't be distracted by how Auntie Gloria is running her race and I'll focus on mine. Hallelujah. I won't be distracted about how somebody else is running their race and I'll focus on how to run my own race. Amen. And as Paul was going on, the scriptures tells us that even when things get tough, when things are not going the way we wanted them to go, we shouldn't look up to anybody. We are not looking at the sister next to you or the brother next to you. He said our focus should be on Jesus. Hallelujah. The beginner and finisher of our faith. Amen. So that means at some point, the race begins from somewhere and the race is going to end somewhere. Amen. But your focus shouldn't be on everybody else, but only on Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. There are going to be hurts along the way. There are going to be things that we wouldn't appreciate along the way. 
There are going to be things said along the way. Hallelujah. But scripture says we shouldn't focus on those things. Our focus should be on Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The beginner and finisher of our faith. Amen? Are you with me this morning? So as you are racing, as you are focusing on your race, as you are focusing on your purpose, you shouldn't let the distractions, and when the distractions come, the scripture says we shouldn't focus on the distractions. Our focus should be on Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, when we continue with the passage we just read. <clears throat> he said, he said, let's run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So, wherever you find yourself, whatever purpose you find yourself in this season, Scripture says, run it with perseverance. Whatever you are doing, do it perseverance. And perseverance, the word perseverance they use there means it's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be a stroll through the park. It's a race. Those of us who like to ride the Olympic track and field, we see how much energy, how much power people pull into running. Hallelujah. It's not going to be easy. And you see athletes go and they say they have a cramp in their leg, they have this, they have that, and they still push towards, they push towards the finish line. But scripture says we should push towards and keep looking at Christ, the beginner and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. So God just didn't place you on a race. He gave you an example. He gave you something to look up to, even whilst you race. Hallelujah. So he said we should run the race with perseverance. So this perseverance comes handy when along the way you are hurt. Because some of us, along the way, we are running the race and we get hurt by somebody. Which is very common because we as human beings, we hurt each other. And we can all attest to it that you as a person have disappointed somebody somewhere along the way. And you've also been disappointed somewhere along the way. That's how we human beings behave. Hallelujah. We disappoint each other. We hurt each other. But, and the scripture knows this. Because it said God, Christ came and walked among us as a human. He knows this. And Paul also knows this very well. So he said, this race has to be run with perseverance. Amen. So, focus and perseverance. Hallelujah. Focusing on your own race, not on other people's race. Now, who, you know, don't go in your bedroom and cry because somebody at my age, we, just, we all came to this country together. Look at him now. He has a nice car. He has a good job. And look at me. Don't look at that person's race. Look at your own race. Hallelujah. Look at how far God brought you. See how, where God has placed you today. Hallelujah. And also, look at how much room you have for God to bring you somewhere. Hallelujah. Don't run that person's race for them. Don't watch them run their race. Don't go in your closet and cry and feel sorry for yourself. These are the things that distract us from running our own race. Hallelujah. 
We compare ourselves. Oh, yeah, we went to the same school. Oh, yeah, we're classmates. I've heard somebody say before, back in my old life back home, uh, somebody got promoted ahead of us, and they were like, yeah, he was my mate, and he wasn't even good in class. I was better than him in class. And look at him now. He's an assistant superintendent. And I'm still a sergeant. Hallelujah. You can't run that guy's race. Amen. Amen. There was a, a conflict in my office where people are complaining that somebody got promoted and that person shouldn't have been promoted because we all trained that person. He doesn't know anything. We taught him. And people were very upset. So they come to work and they leave early just to show that they are very important. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> this was going on, and I couldn't take that negativity in the workplace. I just can't do the negativity so much. So, they, I, I wasn't getting into that conversation. So, they said, why are you acting like you are, you are not concerned, like it doesn't matter? I said, it doesn't matter to me because this guy got promoted and you're upset, right? He said, yeah. I said, okay, you wish that's you, that promotion would have come to you? He said, yeah, I, yeah, I should have been the one. I said, okay. So, if you come in to, tomorrow and you heard the guy is in the morgue, he's dead. Would you say, yeah, I should have been in the morgue? He said, no, 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 you, you shouldn't say it that way. I said, no, but that's how life is. He's promoted. You don't know his destiny. You don't know what God has in stock for him. And you are so upset. For days. And you are complaining about it. And you are leaving work early. So, if you come in tomorrow and they say, oh, this guy is dead, he's in the morgue. Would you say, well, I should have been in the morgue? No, you wouldn't be in the mug. Hallelujah. Because his destiny and his race and his purpose is different from yours. Amen. So we should stop looking at other people, how they run their race and where they are in their race and focus on our own race. Hallelujah. Amen. And we are not only focusing, but we are running the race with perseverance. And they said we should fix our eyes on Jesus, the beginner or the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. So sometimes it's tough. The race is tough. What you are doing is you are going through hard times. But you only want to focus because you know the joy that is going to be behind the struggle. Amen. And I believe our mothers know that. Our mothers know this the best. They get pregnant and they are going through the pregnancy. They are going through the, all the issues with the pregnancy. But they don't give up because they are looking at the joy behind that pregnancy. That bouncy baby behind that pregnancy. That was keeps them going. So they don't give up. Hallelujah. Amen? So when you're running the race and things are tough, if you're a student and the class material is hard to absorb, the class is tough, don't give up. Focus on that day when you walk up that uh, stage to get your diploma. Let that be your focus. Hallelujah. And endure like Christ endured. They say Christ endured the cross because he knew the joy that's behind the cross. Hallelujah. So at times this is, no, but no, I don't think there is any point in the scripture that they say, that says the race and your purpose in life is going to be easy. Not nowhere. So he said endure. It's a persevere. Hallelujah. And when you are enduring, just think about a joy that set forth behind. Hallelujah. So when you're here this morning and things are tough and the place is not, you feel like, oh, you know, I'm just going to give up and 
you know, this Christian business, this church business is enough. I, I'm just going to give up. Just think and look up to Christ, the beginning and the finish of your faith. Look at the joy that's set behind all these struggles. Hallelujah. And keep soldiering on and keep marching on. Hallelujah. Because the race is there marked before you and you just have to run it. Hallelujah. Amen. So the apostle Paul makes it clear to us that every single one of us has a race marked in front of us with our name on it. To run the race or purpose of our lives effectively, one, we need to be aware of the great cloud of witness. In other words, like the young ones will say, as you are running this race, watch out for the haters. There will be a lot of haters, like our, like our young people will say. There are a lot of haters, but they don't matter. What matters is Christ, the beginner and the finisher of your faith. Amen? So we focus on Christ. Two, stay away from issues that distract from the purpose. Manage our time properly and mindful what we do or say during this race. Run the race with perseverance. And then for fix your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, when you do all this, we can also boldly declare like Paul did in 2 Timothy uh, the verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. This is what Paul said. 2 Timothy 4, 7 to 8. He said, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. Hallelujah. Yes, Paul, this is what Paul, this is what Paul is saying. I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Amen. It is my prayer that God will lead us and hold us in his hands. Keep us focused that we can also at some point say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. This is where we want to be. Amen. Running, fighting the good fight, finishing the race, and keeping the faith. Hallelujah. May the Lord give us laser focus on our races, our individual races. May the Lord keep us strong so we can persevere. Amen. And may the Lord give us what it takes to run our race effectively and be able to get to the finish line. God richly bless you this morning. Amen.